the project. Kuwait. Learn. Fake it till you make it. Snake oil salesman. No, they're not make it. They're just faking it. No, some of them do make it. Well, they only make it a little bit and then they fall down. But here's the breakdown. Dr. D and me, we talk about some of these snake oil salesmen and some of the BS that they actually sell people. And then Dr. D actually breaks down the people who buy into this stuff and how you can overcome it and the things that you should look for. That's right. Listen up because I have differentiated between why people fall into this trap or the other trap. And I've also given you some skills on how to be able to identify a person who's just selling you shit or not selling you shit. And if you want to win a t-shirt designed by Sigmund Freud himself, leave us a rating and review and you will get a one of a kind, the Project Kuwait Sigmund Freud t-shirt also made by Bendura. Oh, jeez. He's, <laughs> he's full of it. Enjoy the show, guys. But you will, win a, you will you win, will a win a t-shirt. t-shirt. That's true. All this and more in today's you know, like episode. We're recording. People. You are the psychologist, not the me. The TV people. Every time I say something, they're like, you are the psychologist. Like, Yeah, you're supposed to know everything and anything about how psychology. How is that possible? I like know. the other day, somebody talked about stuttering. Studying is not a psychological problem. It's a speech problem. I said, why do you guys think they have a psychologist that's supposed to know about all <laughs> but, this? But I mean, look, we're in Kuwait. You get coaches and trainers and psychologists. Please that don't get know, me started on these coaches. They know everything about everything. And the best part is they've never done anything in their life. How many? All right. Because I can say this about a lot of coaches per se, like coaches. How can, co- how can coaches with no PhD get 60 KD an hour? I don't get it. No, we have the coach. What's her name? Yeah, but she was decent. That's my student. Lena. Ooh, snap. <laughs> That's my student. And she was charging she was only decent. 15 or 30. It depends yeah, on. Yeah, she was pretty 30 cool. Lena makes was sense. pretty cool. Why would somebody. If you didn't listen to that episode, go oh, back please. and listen yes. to that episode about coaching. And she's amazing, actually. She's on Instagram. But, she does a lot of things. She helps a lot of people. But I want to understand how just not too long ago, somebody told me they're a life coach. I said, okay. I didn't want to go into this topic about we've talked about this before, but I want to understand. Then I said, well, how much do you guys charge? 60 KD? That's how much I charge. I have a PhD. You got to charge more, Dr. D. Well, I was thinking, you're yes. Selling, you're I selling was yourself thinking, short. What the hell? But this is what kills me. People will go and pay for someone that doesn't even have a doctorate or a master's and just has a certificate of a life coach, 60 KD. But with me, they're negotiating with me. Now, how is that possible? It's because you're the professional. Why do they have to negotiate? And then people that know nothing, they'll pay them 100 KD. Well, because people know that if they go to the person that knows nothing, they'll feed their ego. So no, no, they think he knows a lot, but he doesn't no, really know a lot. No, they feed their ego. I mean, come on. These guys that don't Especially know nothing, here. they're the best marketers I've ever seen yes, in my true. life. There's a coach that I know, a guy, girl, whatever, whatever he, she may be. They are coaching a sport. They never played the sport. They never participated in the sport. They practice it, but they've never participated in a game, a competition, or anything. Now, can you tell me how this person, and I was going to say a very bad word there, but I stopped myself. Good for to, you. I know. I'm, Are you starting to learn I'm how trying. to like... Now, can you tell me how this person can actually coach someone in that sport if they've never played a game in their life? Because they're good marketers. That's it. It's all about marketing yourself. I swear in this country, I've realized that. I have realized that there are people that really market, especially in my field, where I know for sure, 
because I've heard feedback from other people where they don't really know what they're doing. But where's but the susceptibility the way you see coming? Them, but where's the susceptibility coming? How are people susceptible to this? Because it's all about marketing. So they'll go, but they, huh, but this is the difference. People that come to see me and they could get quality, they'll be with me for a long time. Do you know, I've been in this country for 14, almost 15 years. I've seen some people for at least six years. And that's one thing that myself and my partner, the other psychologist, we really are proud of ourselves about. Is that the idea is, is that maybe we don't market as much, but we really have individuals that we've been seeing for a long time. And it's not like they stayed with us for six years, but they go and come back. And when they want a relative to come, they'll mention my name or hers. They will, even when they have crisis anytime. I mean, I get like, to this day, I'll get somebody like, you saw me 10 years ago. I did. Yes. And now I just have a little other crisis. Can I come and see you? Like that is what makes quality for me. Yeah, no, it's true. That's, and these that's individuals, 100%. I know they don't have a sustainability because I know that people will see them two or three times and then they will not continue with them. But how do they get like in my field or the field that I'm involved in specifically, like the fitness field, you have a lot of these young kids that are coming up, and I call them kids. They're 29, you know, 28, 30 maybe. And t- to me, that's still a kid. I didn't smile. You're even up. a kid for me. I'm 30. <laughs> look, I'm 36. And I still think that I only smartened up when I was around 33, 34. When I had DJ, when I had a child and like life got real, that's when I smartened up. But they go to some of these coaches or trainers or whatever, and, you know, they promise them the sun and the moon. And in reality, they have no progress. And then they start to follow and imitate these they idolize these coaches or trainers and it happens in your field they start to idolize these psychologists they start to idolize these writers and these bloggers and whatever why are they susceptible to idolizing people that are just big in their social circle what i don't understand like for me like for me what happened is that people can like just they think they can go on youtube try to learn some techniques and come and produce it to people thinking that they can sell you out on that. But you know, the other thing, what saddens me is that a lot of times these professionals who are pretending that they know stuff which they don't know, what they think is it because in our field, we see a lot of vulnerable people, very weak people. Yeah, same thing with the fitness field. So they're taking advantage of that. Same exact thing. People are mentally weak in the fitness field. And they don't know any better, right? They don't. A lot of them are going in for fat loss. Yeah. Or strength gains. That's right. So, and if this person knows, he's they're con artists. Like, you know, you go in there and then like, for example, if I go and I say to the trainer, and the, what saddens me is people don't ask for credentials. They don't ask for a qualification. Like for me, so many times, even for my student, I say, please, when you go and nowadays, we can Google things. We can look up their credentials that you should make sure that they've got a doctorate if they call themselves psychologists. A master's if they're calling themselves a therapist. If it's a psychiatrist, they should be an MD. I tell them all of these things. You should educate. You're paying me a service. You should have the right to ask me, what are your credentials? Like very rare have I ever gotten someone, only once or twice, or maybe three, maybe five times, where someone comes in and they've done their homework on me and they come with a book and say, look, I realized that you've done this and this and this. I've read up on you. I did this. I was so impressed. I always Googled my professors and there was one professor I yeah. couldn't find anything on. Mm, Nothing. That says something. Not one thing. No, this guy was After a ghost. Tell me who. 
I'll tell you right now. Are they he, still there? Uh, he taught finance in 2007. I, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Well, that means but he was there while I was I'll, there. I'll look for his picture. I'm sure it was something. He's he, not there you know, anymore? No, he was there. He's not there anymore. No. Even, uh, do you remember Gotchuk? Oh, yeah. Even Gotchuk was like, yeah, there's something weird about that guy. Because Dr. D, I swear to God, I couldn't find a single Nothing, nothing. Can you imagine? Zero on this guy. And yes. this was 2008 or 2009 when Google was popular. You type yeah. someone's name and you'll get something That's on right. them. This guy had nothing. He was a ghost, man. So, so what I don't understand is that if you have that opportunity. So for you, for example, you Googled him. But because it's an institution, you can't do anything. You have to take a class from him. But it's a good warning to say to the university. But I'm sure that the university did check things. I mean, nowadays, it's even more strict. Like we had our... Degrees have to be certified, whatever. A lot more than when I came, 2005, where the schools <laughs> there here. There were some sketchy ass professors. And now back these sketchy the day. things can't stay long. Yeah. But still, if I was going but, to get. But again, a, you're right. Sketchy people can't stay long. They don't they last. They don't stay. They, they don't, don't last. last. So, yeah. so if you think about it, I mean, it pisses me off because then they'll go and pay 100 KD to this other person who, even if they have their doctorate, but they don't know shit. And then they'll come to you and they're complaining because you're charging 60 KD. The other thing in this culture, what I've noticed, is that the higher the price, they think you're good. What does the price have to do with me being good or not? There's a standardized price. It's the same thing at school. The higher the school fees, the more they think you're better. How is that anything to do with yep. the quality of education that you're offering, right? No, you're right. You're and 100% right. I, and I think this is what really happens with people is that, in this part of the world, if you're charging a lot more, it means you're good. If you're a really great marketer with a good Instagram account where you're just talking about everything and anything, then that makes you better. And what surprises me is that people still, I mean, not only in my field, like, why would you want to go to a doctor now with this access? Like, it's not my parents' time where they couldn't Google. Now, why are you not, you can be sitting in the toilet with your phone. You can yep. Google the doctor's name. Just to see if, like you said, if you can't find anything about that. Something's them, wrong. Something's when you, at least when you, wrong. I mean, yeah. you don't need to cancel your appointment, but when you go, at least ask them, look, where's your degree? Where are you from? I tried yeah. to Google you. I couldn't find any information about you. And there are hotspots where certain degrees, in my opinion, I have hotspots where I question the degrees. I'm not going to that doctor. Yeah, well, like, it's that's fine. That's, you that's, have the that's right. Just me. Yeah, that's my opinion. But I mean, you have the right. And the, and the sports arena. What I don't understand, at least for me, you know, a life coach can pretend that they know a lot of terminology and they can like keep you going for maybe three, four or five, let's say five sessions. And then most of the time, because when I get a client and I'll say, did you go to anywhere else before me? They're like, yeah, I tried this person. How long? I always ask, how long did you go? They're like two or three sessions. Then you know that they realize there was no change or maybe there was no chemistry, whatever. Now with you, I don't understand in the sport field, how can you go and get a trainer that is claiming that they know CrossFit when you go there and you're not getting any result? Because some trainers and a decent amount of them are juicing. They're on juicing is steroids. They're on steroids. So when you're on steroids, you're going to be better than most, you know, (laughs) if you have some of the basic skills down. And if you're good and you do steroids, then you're better than most. Now, a lot of these guys, though, they'll sell this fake dream so to speak, they get people to buy in. I don't know how. I think they just prey on weak personalities and that's how they get people to buy into whatever shit they're selling. When in reality, they haven't competed at a high level. They've never competed. Some of them never competed. Imagine you pick a coach or a trainer or a coach. Let's say a coach. 
whether it's baseball, football, basketball, CrossFit, boxing, weightlifting, powerlifting, that has never once competed in the field. So how can they train me to compete? I don't know. I don't know. But how what, the people are going to this person, are they not checking this? They know because in, in sports now, especially in fitness, everything's it's out there. If a trainer looks, has that look, the shredded obliques and the six pack and the whatever, they're taking the pictures with photo shoots and all this shit. People think he's, you know, he or she is big shit. But in reality, they're really not. It's the guy, in my opinion, and my buddy Dave Cole, God bless him for saying this. We were going to a tryout once and we were talking. I don't even know how it came up. And he was like, yeah, he was like, coach asked me once. He was like, oh, what have you done in the past? He was like, it's not really what I can do in the past. Why don't you just let me out there? I'll show you what I can do. Very quiet guy. Never boasted about himself. And he was the best goddamn player out there. And Matt Frazier, a CrossFitter, says, you don't have to boast about yourself if you're the best because people right. will boast about you. That's right. And that's the truth of and it. And that's how I feel even in my field. Like, you yeah. know, like for our, especially in this part of the world is the word of mouth. So it's not really, yes, you might have a very active Instagram account and you might just like like to sell yourself. And there are some psychologists or some people in the mental health field, they don't sell themselves very well, but they're amazing. And then you've got these other people that spend so much time and money trying to get people to come to them and to serve. Their clientele doesn't last. So I feel like ultimately, I mean, at first it does bother me. It's like, you know, why are these people like, putting themselves out there and then you've got all these people talking about how great they are. But when in reality, when you try them out, they're, you're disappointed. I mean, we used to have a long time ago, this other person who used to be on TV, right? And I swear to you, the idea is that, you know, I've had some people saying that, well, you know, when they were on TV, they seem to know exactly, I mean, this happens all the time. Like they'll be in media or TV or radio and they sound great and they sound like they know what they're doing. But put them, in, especially in my field where it's one-on-one and where they have to demonstrate some sort of a, a growth or help you find your way, they didn't know how to do it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So the idea is, is that, so this person said to me, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I love this person on TV. I really like seeing them. And she's like, have you ever like tried seeing them in the office? I'm like, no, of course not. Well, what do I need for? And she's like, they are nothing as you see them on TV. And they are nothing as what you hear about them and, you know, and the knowledge that they express yeah. in front of people. And then so they was like very disappointing. And it's like, but, and then they cost so much money. And this person was taking like 120, 150, which is a ripoff anyways. And so the idea is that people start to get disappointed. But the funny thing is you got this person saying that, right? But that person's schedule is full. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's no just true. because people like to go to famous people here. People like to go to people that are, but like here, I said, here's, expensive. Here's my question. Let's flip it around, all right? Because I've heard people say, oh, well, those people are just stupid. They're just stupid. They're just dumb. Very smart. Not the person selling it. Oh, I was the, thinking, the, they're no, no, very the people, smart. No, the people going to them, they're just like, oh, they're just stupid. I don't see what they see in it. I had someone say this to me a few weeks ago. They were like, I don't know why everybody keeps going to this uh, lady they're so stupid to hang out with her. They're so stupid to follow her. She's just selling bullshit. And I looked at my friend and I go, look, I feel bad for these people. They just have really weak personalities. And now they're imitating this person and they're trying to live up to their characteristics and they don't see how bad it is for their end goal. 
And well, she, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, these, and, but that's oh, sorry not to cut you off, but that's the thing. Like these weak personalities, these right, people I'm, prey on the weak. So let's of help. Course. Let's help. Or like people I said, here. how can these vulnerable, weak people spot it out, get better and stop falling for the snake oil? But you know, what saddens me is that I don't know if they're weak people, but their ideas is that they're followers. So because they, other are, they people, are weak. They all have some type of emotional instability. They're only weak because they don't know how to put it. For example, I can't imagine that you are going to go to this trainer who doesn't really know what they're doing and you've given them a chance for a month, right? And they haven't really done, I mean, not that a month is going to give you life, but you can tell a trainer who's really working hard with you, even though you didn't see a lot of results because like for me, I can't blame the trainer if I can't like shut my mouth, Right. So, but there are other. You mean you talk a lot? <laughs> Both eat and talk. So I was like thinking, why do, but you, do you know why? I've seen people, they will continue going to the same therapist for three months, six months, because they are too scared to tell this person that I don't want to come see you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's you're right. sad. That is. So you're right. the idea is that, I mean, they are people pleasers. They don't know how to ask for what they want and they're scared that if they told this person, I'm not interested in the session or I just want to take a break or whatever it is, they're worried about the reaction of the other person. Yeah, but it's, it's confrontation. Okay. It's like in CrossFit. Like there are guys that have been doing CrossFit for years more than me and I kick their ass in qualifiers. And it's like, dude, what are you doing with your coach? Like, wh- what are you working on? It's either your fault. And one of them, this guy said something to me once and he goes, I don't know what the problem is. I said, well, look, it's either your change trainer. I said, that's what I said. I said, it's either your programming, which it's either your coach or it's you. And it's got to be one or the other. And but it's I so felt- hard to do that because like if you had a trainer and then you have to suddenly call the trainer and say, look, I really wanted to go find another trainer. I would like to take a break from you and I want to try a different style. Yeah. There's like one time I had to do it. And that was really hard because you like your trainer. She's a really nice person. And actually, for losing weight, she was great. But at that time, I wanted to build muscle. So I wanted to get another person who's much more into weight training, not really losing weight. And now I need to go back to that weight, loss of weight. But what I'm saying is that, but it was such a difficult, A, because I knew that person for a long time. Do you know strength training builds more fat? Really? Yeah, I think about it. You're, you need to get your it body look like I'm consumed. losing any fat? Well, if you put on more muscle, your body needs to well, consume more energy. I'm putting more, more muscle. Actually, I haven't gained a lot of weight, but still, like when people are like, oh, you look like you lost weight. Why do people always say that? Why do people always say the weight comment? I hate the weight comment. I mean, me too. And I, you know what? I start to adopt what Heya says. I hate the word diet. I yeah. no longer use it. I don't use the word diet because Heya says I hate the word diet. No, I don't like the word diet. Do you know I Heya, hate do, it. Do you know Heya gets really good ratings on the show? Really? Yeah, I hate her. Well, she I gets, think we need to invite her more often. I know, Maybe right? Maybe need to do more shows with I her. I think you should because she gets way better ratings. No, than but me. you're good. I like you. I, I can't sell you out that thanks, quickly. Thanks, I appreciate it. Just because she says there's, she hates the word what if diet. I, what, what if I told you her ratings with you were double? No, <laughs> I'm just joking. Are I'm you joking. serious? No, no. no, no even if she said that, I still care. It doesn't matter about the numbers. Remember, what matters is that we're disseminating information, and if we can help one person. Two people, three people, it's enough. That's why she gets so paid t- the big bucks. She said disseminating information. Disseminating, <laughs> disseminating information. Disseminating information. Can't even spell that word. <laughs> <laughs> so what we need to do is, what was I saying? Oh, but the idea is 
She's your distractor. You really ate. Are you sure you're not ADHD? I really think I am. You know, my sister, I swear to God, my younger sister. The more I'm sister, doing these shows with you, I'm realizing you're ADHD. My younger sister was diagnosed with ADHD. I think you should have been diagnosed when you were 10. I probably should have. Well, now it's not too late. We can put you on medication. I really don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I at, care. I'm at a point Please in my life. be on your medication when you're with me. Hey, you need me on ADD to get all this shit done. That's <laughs> true. Very true. But you're distracting. Okay, I'm sorry. So what were we saying? We were saying that how weak do you personalities fall? Weak pers- and how they I, fall into it. And I mean, I hate the word weak personality. But no, let's be realistic. All right, they all they're have, not weak. They're vulnerable. They're seeking affiliation with something because they're missing something. In my opinion, they seek affiliation, and whoever that image or that idol is, they affiliate with them because. They're filling a void that they have. Look, my, that's but my we opinion. also have people that will go to certain trainer here because some famous blogger is with them. You know that. Or a doctor. So maybe they're or, or doctor. doctor or, yes. or fashion. That's right. Anything. Designer. Hairdresser. Like, so, oh, my God. Hairdressers. You guys right. get it the worst. Female. Sorry. That's you right. You guys get it the worst because someone says, go with this hairdresser. Then she chops off half your hair. And you're like, what the fuck? And, that's right. And the thing is, is that as soon as you know somebody famous or somebody that you admire goes to this place you want to go, like a salon, or they know that, oh, you know, like this person, oh, he's like, he has a waiting list of, I don't know what, oh, he must be good. Let me go see him. In my field, what does a waiting list going to have to do with anything? The idea is, is that waiting list, it, it does mean that you're very busy, but it doesn't make that the person that doesn't have a waiting does not know what they're doing. That's true. That's and very the idea is that also, like sometimes we used to get that, you know, someone will call, the office will say, you know, there's two of us, a psychologist. And then we have a psychiatrist. So they're like, well, they'll ask the secretary, which one is better? I heard this person. I And then, you know, my secretaries are like, they're both good. One is more full-time than the other. Like I'm part-time. And because I'm part-time, so I don't, I have a longer waiting list because I don't have a lot of days, not because I'm better. Yeah. And most people are like, no, 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 put me on her waiting list. Why do you want to wait on my waiting list? And I only come two days a week. So I won't be able to see the people I need to see. Yeah. And so the idea is that there's like this prejudgment about you got to go with this person because so-and-so is seeing them or you got to go to this. But I definitely think people here are suckers for advertisement. 100%. 100%. And they, like I don't like yep. my Instagram. I don't like putting a lot of pictures. If my, if my PR people don't do it, I don't do it. Like they're always yelling at me because I don't do stories. So the idea is that I have a really hard time because I'm very busy and I'm not spontaneous. But then I look at these other Instagram accounts and some people are just like, you know, they'll say anything about anything. Yeah. And then I, yeah. th- I say to myself, why didn't I do that? I can say that. That's not natural for me. Yeah, no, you that's know? understandable. I mean, I personally, I put a lot of things on my Instagram, especially about competing or life sports, or whatever, man. because I have a lot of kids that I coached over the last 15 years that, you know, they follow me on Instagram. And a lot of the the stuff that I say, I get DMs of, oh, that really helped or thanks coach. Or yeah, you know what? You always say that or, and it's cool because it still keeps me in touch and they still see me as their coach. And it's my way of still giving back to some of these younger guys. That's how I see it. I mean, but here is like in this part, I mean, I think it's in this culture. Oh, and one more thing. In 15 years, when DJ's older, he can look back on my Instagram, which is uh, going to be the best part. And I thought about you this think three Instagram weeks ago. Instagram will last that long? Even if it doesn't, it's on the web. So we'll be there. Oh, it'll always be and, there. And no, no, think about th- I thought about this three weeks ago. I thought about it very, like I calculated it all out. This is how bored I was one day. Obviously. Um, I have a lot of work for you to do. I was driving home. So I was thinking about the whole process and I was like, wow, in 15 years when DJ's older, 
he can look back and say, oh, this is what my dad used to do when he was in his 30s. This That's is what right. he used to do when he had me. This is the type of father he was. This is the type of athlete, nice. he, athlete he was. So he kind of has this book that's already written about me. That's right. And you know what's so good about it is like you're already setting the store, the mild, the standard of what is a, you know, you're already teaching him what is a good trainer? What is a good sport? How do you have stamina? How do you have self-discipline? He told See, all me the, of these he things you're the learning day, from he you. He said, Daddy, my coach isn't good. Can you coach me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to say which sport it was in, but he said <laughs> that. And I just started cracking up. Do you see that? Yeah. And the idea now, DJ, for example, he's not going to fall for this person that is supposed to be famous and let's all go to him. And even if he did, he'll go one time. He'll have intuition because he has another thing to, to compare it to. And he'll realize, no, 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 this is not what I expected or what I anticipated. And but the other people that we're calling maybe weak personality or vulnerable. What would you I call think them a, though? Psychologically, what would you well, call them? Well, I mean, I, we call them vulnerable people because, you know, the idea is that they are victim of this marketing society. We've got a lot of people like that where they think that you really, I mean, especially in my field, poor people, they will come because they're so desperate for an answer. They're desperate for someone to make them feel better. It's just like, it's just like with desperate. weight loss. It's just yes. like with weight loss and strength gains, people get desperate. Of course. And, and then because they're yeah. desperate and I know that they're desperate and the person, the other person knows that they're desperate, they'll give them anything. And because I'm desperate, you know, I mean, it's like weight loss. So if I'm desperate to lose weight and this guy I go to as a dietitian who I don't even know what they're diploma is. Look, I mean, 20, it's so amazing here. Everyone is a nutritionist. 20, Have you ever noticed you that? Know, 20 years ago, were there, was there anything Nothing. called a dietitian or a nutritionist? Nothing. So now everyone is a nutritionist, <laughs> not even dietitian, nutritionist. And then you're always wondering, what is their degree in? Like, what do they do? No. And a lot of them, because in this society, people are too embarrassed to ask, what are your credentials? I mean, no one has ever asked me what my credential is. They maybe they Google me and they don't, but it's only like either Westerners who are yeah. know how to ask this question. But to be honest, from this part of the world, most people don't ask because they're assuming that if you have an office and you claim you're a doctor, you must be the you know you must be honest because they're vulnerable yeah, and the no, poor true. people they assume it's like nutritionist. I'm always wondering when you go to a or like whenever I have a client saying I went to a nutritionist. Which I, you know, some people I really see change and some people definitely Look, not. some nutritionists, yeah, they're good if they can offer you value in what supplements to take, how much fat you need in your diet, how much carbohydrates, exactly. what your hormone levels are, what your profile is, so A, B, and C. Okay, maybe. But you shouldn't go to a nutritionist if your sleep is shit and you're eating like shit and your lifestyle is crap. Like but you, see, this is the, the nutritionist thing. isn't going to fix all that. But do you, you know what? Because people are not educated in that type, they don't know what question to ask. So for example, when people say, I went to a nutritionist, you always have to ask yourself, okay, why did you go to that nutritionist? What exactly were you seeking? What did you want from that nutritionist? And most yeah. all of them will say, I just want to lose weight. Like, you know, okay, so what did they offer you? They just wrote a menu down or they sold me. Nowadays, most all nutritionists have their own food because that's how you make money, right? I know. Now it's, yeah. This is that's, the, that's, thing. That's the new thing. Like yeah. even the nutritionists that I knew 10 years ago, now when I hear about them, I'll ask the question to my client. Do they give you a meal? Everyone has a meal because they assume that, okay, so the idea is, is that are they really guiding you on how to eat, right? Or are they just giving you their meal? 
And what are their credentials? How are they making these meals? I realize people in this part of the world, they're too embarrassed to ask these questions. You know, I met a nutritionist that didn't know what reverse dieting was. Now, reverse dieting is when you eat a lot so that you can reverse the process when your metabolism slowed down. And this guy didn't, he, he had no clue. He had That's absolutely right. no clue. Or like, even about eating me? disorder. You would think a nutritionist yeah. should know about eating That's disorder. That's true, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Do you know that there are nutritionists does not know what that means? Or they heard of eating disorder. I believe it. But they, they can't even differentiate between anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating. No like, way. Seriously? No way. Seriously? No, no, I'm serious. No. It is very difficult to get... And now some nutritionists might disagree with me and say, well, no, that's a specialty. Just but like, what's the... But I'm not asking for... Nutritionists should be able to recognize if a person in front of you is bulimic when they're telling you I'm vomiting, they should know that binge eating means that they're obese and they just binge eat, but there's no vomiting. And they should know the anorexic are starving themselves. Now, anorexic probably will not come to a nutritionist unless they go into inpatient hospitalization and they have to see a nutritionist who specialized in this kind of calorie count, right? But still, and that's but what most, I'm saying. People good, don't most, ask. Most really good nutritionists, by the way, usually tend to work at hospitals. Exactly. At least the ones that I met in the States. That's right. I met a couple Even of here, them that, that were in the There's, States and they worked at a hospital. They were a nutritionist at Boston Children's Hospital. Yeah, true. And they specialized in giving nutrients. And they yeah. used those words of, oh, what was the word you used? Disseminate? Disseminate. Dis- something like that. They used a word like <laughs> they that. They spread of information. Yeah, they're right. like, you know, we they give, educate. Yeah, they were like, we give kids the right nutrients that they need to combat certain sicknesses. And that to me, that's a nutritionist. Not some guy telling me, oh, go eat, you know, Pinkberry or whatever, and it's okay. No, dude, like Pinkberry, sorry, buddy. Like, but, you know, the thing is, is that you have to have a benchmark of what you're expecting from this person and what they're supposed to do. Again, if you can just educate yourself before you go to see this nutritionist, and they might be very qualified people, and even nutritionists have specialized area. You know, we have to be serious that you're having an eating disorder and you're going to a nutritionist and the first question you should ask them, like they ask me, I'm suffering from eating disorder. Do you have experience in that? They'll call me or they'll send me. And that's not my area. If they yeah. say substance abuse, it's not my area either. Yeah. You know, I know. That's I'm gonna... because you're confident. You're yes. confident in your You're to confident say that in what you know. I know some psychologists, everything is their area. Now, how is that possible? It's not. You know, we know about a lot. You don't think I know about substance abuse. I worked at a substance abuse unit, but it's not my specialty. Yeah. I got trained in it, but it's not something I prefer to work on, but I'm very good at depression. I'm good at recognizing anxiety. I could do CBT. I can work on phobias. And that's exactly right, is that the idea is that I don't need to advertise myself on everything because I'm okay with saying there are certain things I'm not good at. Here, they see it as a sign of weakness if they said, no, I'm not really good at it. I mean, it's like life coach. Life coach are not supposed to diagnose. So what is wrong with you when someone goes to a life coach is that to educate them and to ask, look, I cannot diagnose you, but I can help you with a little step of life, for example, some sort of a life skill. I would kill as a life coach, by the way. Yeah, you would kill as a life coach. Hollis, you just it's just one year. You go get a certificate. Isn't that what Lena told us? Miss, I wouldn't, honestly. And I think that's a great idea. If I say this on air, someone's going mean, to steal they're, they're really no, no, no. good. If I say, if I look, say this on... Look, life coach is good if they work with a psychologist. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be a life coach. Okay, and here's what I would do. I would get my life coaching certification, right? And some asshole is going to steal this idea, and I swear I will kill you if you do it. But I'll get my <laughs> life coach certification, and then I'll come back uh, as a sports coach. 
<laughs> and that would be my job. Would I would want to coach people through their sport, not coach them in their sport through their sport. Like, okay, you're having issues with A, B, and C. All right, well, this is a good nutritionist, or this is a really good fighting coach, or this is a really good gymnastics coach, or an, an energy system coach. That's what I would want to do. That's where I'd be fulfilled. You know, like being a normal life coach, like I just tell people, suck it up, dude. You know, get rid of the tissue box, go out there and kick life in the nuts. That's my. That's not the way you make things. I mean, but that's the way so, I would, even, even giving them that advice of sucking it up. Right. But that's, that's no, why no, no, I would that's be fine. bad at it. In no, that, because that's that exactly sense. what we're doing in therapy. Anyways, I'm trying to teach them to be tougher okay. and to fit and to recognize their psychological immune system. I only system. charge 10 KD an hour. Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be cheaper. But you the idea is, is that to just even, call in. It's a technique to teach them to suck it up. So if I want to tell someone to toughen up and to get over yourself, it's still a technique that I have to teach them how to do it. It's not that easy to say toughen up when they've been pampered all their life and they don't really know how to take responsibility. So it's my job as a psychologist to be able to train and to teach my client on how to toughen up as simple as that. And it's my job to be honest with them and to be able to say to them, look, life is tough. Yes, there are a lot of challenges. Stop feeling sorry. They, just two weeks ago, I told somebody, are you done victimizing yourself? And they were shocked, like out of the blue, I just said. They were just like, it's been a while. Like, like I don't say that for the first timers, but people that have been with me for a while, yeah. and I'm realizing there is a pattern. Every time I give them a technique, no, 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 it doesn't work. No, 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 this other thing. Do you want me to do all the work for you? So finally, they were like talking to me. I said, are you done victimizing yourself? Because whenever you're done, we can start therapy then again. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. No, you're and right. so when you're going to someone like that, you should be able to understand what are you looking for in a psychologist. So if you can study this up a little bit, read up, and you're going and you're seeing the psychologist who's supposed to be very famous, which by the way means nothing. I'd rather to go to non-famous people, seriously. Because in my experience have been people that are, yep. uh, you know, it's like, it's like cosmetic surgery, right? Like Botox. Whenever I want to go somewhere and the people like, go to this person. He's so packed. That's when I don't go. A, I don't want a packed person who's not going to really yep. no, give me right. the time. And I want to go somewhere where is someone that is going to be less busy, but will take time with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because the person who's packed is probably going to charge me double. And I don't want to be charged double. And uh, let me tell you, I go to a lot of people that are not that famous and I look damn well for my age. So the idea is that... Dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't even say what my uh, age is. All right. I, I won't say anything. But, no, <laughs> but seriously. No, that's look, that's a good point. I look like I'm like 15 years younger than my age. Most people will recognize it. But the idea is that I don't go to a famous you know, you dermatologist. To? And I said, oh, whoa. Here you go. I'm not telling you. You just admitted the whole thing. I admitted it, but I'm like, no. You remember my friend, Dr. Hassam? Hassam? Really? Yes, I, I got to call, call him up. No, because it's like, to me, I don't feel like, so whenever I say, do you know of a doctor? This kills me in this part of the world. If I say I'm looking for a doctor, whatever, go to this famous yeah, hospital, this, yeah, yeah. right? Because that hospital is a five-star hospital. I swear to God, the other day I went to this five-star hospital because my doctor who's out of town told me to go see this other person. They were fine. But I didn't feel that they offered me anything extra that yeah. my regular doctor who's from a small clinic could offer me. No. All the information he took and charged me double for it, 
And he's a smart guy. The other person who is not in a big clinic and a big five-star hotel yeah. kind of thing, I swear to God, she had already told me this stuff a month ago. I believe it. I believe it. So this is what I don't understand. Maybe people need to start realizing that if you don't want to fall a trap to this like what did you call them? These people are selling them, still selling peanuts. Snake, snake, snake oil salesmen. Snake, yeah, exactly. No, look, you brought up a good point because Haya was going to, actually, I, I shouldn't even say this story, but whatever, I don't care. She was going to a physical therapist and it's the least famous one that didn't have a waiting list that whatever, who is the best for her. She's described as the best because he's given her the time of day. Yeah. He can work her into That's the schedule. Right. He's a very intelligent individual. That's right. And you know what? Just because they don't have an Instagram account, that doesn't mean they're not great. That's right. And actually, I that think might it's the give other them way. More yes. credibility yeah. because they're spending more time with their patients than they are on the gram. Look, there's nothing wrong with having an Instagram account. But what I'm saying is that that should not equate if I'm a good therapist or not. 100%. So just because someone is more active in their Instagram or they got a lot more videos or they're doing a lot more stuff does not make them a great therapist. Or a great doctor, or a great whatever, and it's quality videos too. And it's quality like videos for, for, for trainers and coaches. I swear to God, it's like who has the bigger six pack? Like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, Some exactly. of the best athletes in the world don't have a six pack. That's right. And people are stupid because when they see a six pack, most people want like guys. They want to look like that person, so of course they're going to follow that person and go see that person because they want to look like that. Even though that person, a he might have gotten it in the wrong way because of a lot of steroids, or they don't really know how to do... Like sometimes, maybe the person knows how to build six-packs for themselves, but that doesn't make them a good trainer. That doesn't make them... Exactly. You're 100% right. They could just have good genetics too. It could be. And there are people that look, training and teaching is a skill. I'm sorry. I I know a lot of... I think teaching's a lot harder. I can't... You can't... You cannot disseminate information if you don't understand. Do you know, I know people who are really a good therapist... But they can't teach shit. Yeah, I believe they it. They can't stand in a class and lecture. It's a I skill. It, yeah, I believe that. You 100% know? I believe it, that. Relaying information is a skill. The amount of information you put out there is a skill. I have some colleagues, not mentioning any names, that I know they can't teach shit. I don't know how they are teaching. It's a skill. You know, when you're applying for a teaching job, sometimes in the U.S., they'll give you, they'll allow you, or a lot of them, they want you to present something so they can see how you relay information. That's good. But some universities don't. So the idea is that you don't really know. And just because someone has a PhD in whatever subject does not make them good professors. So they know they're, I mean, there are some people that are genius. Seriously, they really know their but stuff. But they can't get the information out. They can't. Yeah, no, you're right. They're anxious. They sit on the table. They don't know how to communicate with students. They don't have that gregarious kind of like, you know, yeah. their slides are shitty. Or even even they don't have, some people still to this day don't have slides and they use the board. Fine. But even using the board, the idea is that how you relay information makes a difference. You have to be comfortable with yourself. So the idea is, is that people need to wisen up. Stop making your lifelong decision based on this person's Instagram, how much this person sells themselves, and do they have a waiting list or not? That means shit. Seriously, in my mind, it means shit. They have to be like me. Every time I know someone has a waiting list, I don't go to them. And how much of a show they put on. Of course. There are a lot of good, and I'll I'll use the coaching and training industry as an example. There are a lot of guys, and this, oh, I'll use baseball. I won't lay off the trainers for a little bit. 
But there was a guy who could throw a hard, like throw a fastball at like 85, 90 miles an hour. That's his God-given talent. That doesn't mean he teaches a kid how to throw better than me. Of course not. That doesn't. And in fact, I taught kids a lot better than him because I had to go through all of the steps to get my arm up to a specific strength. So I knew how to, I knew how to teach it. I can, you know, I could teach things, you know, blindly in baseball, especially. And everyone went to this guy because he was throwing the ball a lot harder. He was hitting the ball a lot further, but he was six two. Yeah. So he had an, he had an advantage. Right. But when it came to teaching, he sucked. Right. I mean, this is like saying all the Olympic winners gold winners become great coaches which isn't true and they don't they actually don't, a lot yeah. of them don't become coaches because they can't they don't know how to they don't know how to give out that information they know how to t- it's the yes. mediocre players that yeah. are usually the best coaches and managers actually it's very true and i like i said it's a skill and you have to be comfortable with your techniques in order for you to relay it like i said there are a lot of people that train well but they cannot train others yeah so go. but what happened is that and it's fine let's say you don't know that and you went to your trainer one day or you went to your therapist, or you went to the doctor. Please, people, use your intuition. When you're sitting there and you're feeling like, okay, I don't feel good about this, or maybe the person doesn't have a lot of skill, it is okay to not go back. Why? Why do you need, you're paying for a service. So don't, see, that's an, so I don't think it's weak personality is that people don't know how to listen to their intuition. Maybe, you're right. And you know, they don't need, they, they don't have enough confidence to believe that, okay, something doesn't sound right. I don't know what it is. Like, you don't really have to have a reason why something doesn't feel good. You know, sometimes people want to explain why they don't feel good about something. So if they don't have a reason, they'll continue going to the same person. Let me tell you, I've learned a lesson in life. I just listen to my intuition. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And I don't care. If I feel awkward or uncomfortable about anything, I don't continue. I don't pursue that person again. In whatever it is, relationship, friendship. uh, If I go to a doctor and he's fine, but I didn't feel comfortable in the atmosphere, it has nothing to do with the person, the doctor. I don't like the place. I am the consumer. Why should I be spending my money because someone told me that they're good? And again, it's chemistry. What worked for you did not work for me. And so people really need to wisen up. So what I recommend this, so you don't fall a victim to these kind of people. Fine. You find them on an Instagram. You want to go meet them, go meet them the first time. Give them an opportunity one time, two times. I think they should be a benchmark. I'll give you an opportunity three times, especially for a trainer, for a psychologist, because it takes time. Yeah. Three times. If you don't still don't feel good. In my field, I feel like if you feel like you're not comfortable, you're not you're not able to share a lot of your secrets because when you go to a psychologist, you have to be very honest. And if you feel like it was holding information, it means something is about the dynamic. It has nothing to do with the person or you. It just it's the dynamic, it's the relationship, it's the chemistry. Don't minimize that. Go shop around. You're paying, go pay for someone else. And please, people. Just because one person is higher is is charging a hundred and another person is charging sixty does not make the hundred dinar therapist better than the sixty dinar therapist. That's my my that's, show. That's yours. Yes, you. Do you want what the bro, should you do? You want the bro signs? Yeah. All right. Well, personally, it's results and benchmarks. Yes, results right. and benchmarks, and you can't judge a coach that has had previous athletes come to him. Take a coach 
And Haya told me this. I got to give her credit because she think I got it from Juggernaut Strength, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> where they said, you don't look at their best player. You don't look at their worst player. Look at all the guys that are in the middle of the pack, which I think is a great way to judge a coach's true ability and his ability to manage an entire team. Whereas you get a lot of coaches, they get these guys that come in that already have skills built in them, but they're not teaching anyone from scratch. So you don't know if they're really a good coach. Look at the guys that actually produce results with their clients or with their patients or whatever. If it's someone that goes to someone for fat loss, then look at the results. Are you seeing results? Have there been results? Are they giving you good information? Are they doing things in the right way? Versus saying, oh, don't eat. Yeah, anyone can lose weight if they don't eat. But are they actually going through the right protocol with you as a client. And if it's for sport, then make sure that you're you're seeing results from that sport. If you're doing something for a year and you're not beating the same guys or guys that are that started with you or after you, then there's something seriously wrong. If you're not progressing during that time, there's definitely something wrong there because there are a lot of athletes that have a lot of potential and they're with the wrong coach right now. And they just, they keep failing and they don't know why. And I've had them come talk to me. And when I've said something to them, no, 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 it's not the coach. I was like, but that's what you just said. You just said it's the guy, the, the lady that's doing your program. She screwed up and that's why you're not seeing results. No, 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 no. But to be fair, I didn't put in this much effort or whatever. I was like, but you're, why are you giving them excuses? Yeah. yeah. Just change your coach. Switch. But they're afraid to because, switch. Yeah. And also because don't forget that a lot of times with, especially like, in my field and your field, it's all about feeling comfortable. So once they become comfortable with the trainer, they spend time with the person, yep. they don't want to make change. Change is scary. It is. It's scary and for thing. some people, they would rather stay with someone that is not really making any difference for them or they haven't seen any improvement because they're afraid of trying somebody new. No, you're right. It's the same thing. I mean, this happens like a lot. Why do people like stay in miserable marriages? Because they're worried about being alone. 100%. Or not finding the right person. So a miserable one is better than no yeah. one. But every relationship is rocky, though. Like me and my coach, there have been times where I wanted to leave my coach. Of course. But you know what? Yes. There, I've seen results. It's exactly right. Like so, I see the results. But and, people stay in their comfort zone. They instead do. of they having do. a benchmark, like you're saying. Yeah. Even in my field, like you should have a benchmark. Not that I'm going to solve all your problems. But when the person's giving you tips and you've noticed that some things have changed. Now, sometimes changing relationship is also important. Let's say you got used to me in a year, two years. Yeah, you're right. I know That's some people point. are staying with me, even though they are not making a lot of changes because they're not making the movement they need to make. Yeah. But they'll stay with me because they're comfortable. And I encourage people that after a while in my field, you should change therapists because a new atmosphere and new uh, techniques a new relationship might add something new that I didn't make it. But again, even like in your field and in my field, people will stay because they're comfortable. They don't like changes. Yeah. So they would rather stay with the same th psychologist, even though you could say, well, I don't see any changes. You're not really making a, even with me, like I tell people I need five to 10 sessions. And if you don't see any small changes, no, no miracle is going to happen. But if you don't find any changes, then I recommend you go somewhere else. You know, don't get comfortable and feel like, no, 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 I don't want to go start all over. This is what most people say. Oh, uh, you want me to go start all over? You want me to go tell them my situation or my life again? The idea is, is that that's why five sessions, if you don't, it's not too late. Most people should stop relying on other people's opinion, you know? 
percent. Yes, that's why should just they DM, should have DM some Doctor D. Yes, or or I mean, if you don't know how to pick a right therapist, or if you have certain feelings, and if you can't really talk about, it, can you imagine? Like, if I feel like you haven't made any changes, and I can't even tell you that. I know, Doctor D, you're such a bad therapist. I haven't made any changes in life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, is that maybe you don't want to say that you're a bad therapist, but you can like discuss it. If you're having a hard time really having that honest opinion with the. You know, with your therapist, then maybe, you know, maybe you don't have as close a relationship as you think you have. That's true. That's true. Hey, you know what? Whenever I have issues with my coach, I tell him straight up. See, that's what and he's And you supposed- know what my coach says to me, too? It's funny. He goes, I'm actually glad you told... He's like, I'm glad you told me. Because if I didn't know, I couldn't change anything. And that's only happened like a handful of times. It was like something small. But that's it's a good coach or a good trainer that actually takes your feedback and says, hey, thanks for telling me not... Oh, no, 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 but I didn't do this. And they get all right. defensive. Yeah, I hate, defensive. Tr- I hate right. people, professionals that get defensive when that's, you bring something up, they're assholes. Uh, no, no, and that's like a turnoff. Yep. Nope. You know, if you're a professional, you should be able to handle constructive that's, that's criticism. An epi- that's an episode right there. Yeah. Handling constructive criticism and defensive liars. Ooh. Ooh, that's a nice one that's because one. definitely I feel like. A lot of people cannot handle criticism. 100%. Even in relationship. Like, if I'm in a relationship with you, don't you think I should be able to share some stuff That's with you? That's very true. So, yes, let's do it this next time. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I got Dr. D to say cool, cool. And I got her to swear before the show. I did. I swore a couple of times today. Yeah, but you dropped an F-bomb. You don't usually do that. <laughs> <The> F-bomb. <laughs> See ya, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.